Life's giving us a chance. To do what? Something good? Something bad? Bit of both. Midnight Movies. I'm Thanatos Kane, one of the head heralds who runs the Heroes Asylum. And as always, I'm here with the other guy, Captain Mike. How you doing, sir? Lactitus calls us. I'm doing fine, sir. How are you doing? Doing excellent, actually, on this lovely Saturday night. As hopefully, everybody's staying safe. And um, glad we're doing this movie. Actually, we're at the midway point of our uh, Infinity Saga. And we're doing Guardians of the Galaxy tonight. Uh, which is the one of the ones actually I forgot in our list because I thought we were going to do another movie this month, but I was completely correct. That was a month off. So we're actually doing this one and then the other one comes afterwards. That's how it works. And uh, so, yeah, we're doing Guardians. And um, I guess one of the biggest takeaways I could say about this flick when it came out is the music. I think we talked about this before, like where music and the movie and they fit together and they have that harmony. It's like one of those things you hear a song like, oh, yeah, it comes from that movie this movie has a lot of those songs and i think it's one of the biggest takeaways especially like older songs that were resurrected from the dead like blue suede like blue suede you had heard blue suede in like decades and all of a sudden james gunn is like hey i'm gonna bring them back and all of a sudden they're in the top 50 again i guess they're getting no well, no no blue blue suede was was a listerine commercial a few years before that that's why that's uh that's why i remembered it <laughs> it was really? a, i don't remember that being yep, yeah it was, it was for the listerine strips Oh, I, hey, those are good. Yeah, but no, I remember that. I remember it from there, and that's when I was like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." They're bringing it in for this movie. Yeah, this soundtrack actually, the Awesome Mix Volume One reached number one in the U.S. Billboard uh, 200 charts, and this was the first soundtrack ever to reach number one without a single original song. Nope. So it, it kind of made a it made a mark that way. It was also nominated uh, for Grammy Awards for Best Soundtrack, which I thought was awesome. Yeah. Uh, see a a comic book movie i think to that point i don't think any comic book movies had really gotten any nods maybe in in uh you know maybe in special effects or editing or something like that but never something to me i put soundtrack as like a, one of the big ones oh yeah i, I, I think we both it's, it's definitely not best picture best actor all that but it's in that top echelon of of you know really you know important award you know uh given out so and the thing about this movie to remember besides the soundtrack, this movie was a big risk by Marvel at the time. I remember like in the infancy when they were showing like, oh, the next movie in our list is going to be Guardians of the Galaxy. And I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I was like, who? <laughs> that was, I was like, I don't remember. Like I've heard of the Guardians of the Galaxy, like the older ones, but like, who are these guys? A tree, a squirrel, like, what? Like, like vaguely I heard of them, but I never like actually read up on them. Well, like, this was the second team of Guardians. The first one was probably the ones you were thinking of on like the 1969. That's the ones Pat, I'm thinking of. Yeah, Stanley, Arnold, Drake. I think was also the one. Um, and that had that had uh, got who a uh, Stark, uh, Ogard, and uh, Nikki. I, I can't remember all the all the names. I on forgot there. them. They actually uh, Yondu. Yondu was actually one of the original members. I do know that that like he's like one of the ones that actually like stuck it in you know for from jumping from that to that but it was nine or 2008 is when they introduced this team they reintroduced the guardians and it was this team and it was dan abnett and andy lanning are the ones that 
we're like, okay, well, we're going to take the name, but we're going to create a new version of it. And they went with characters that had sort of already been around. Um, but the, uh, the only ones that were missing, I think, from the, the, this Guardians that we never got in the movies so far, Adam Warlock and um, Phyla Vale. Was Warlock a member? Or I thought he vaguely he was. was a member. He, he was. Vaguely or not, you're still okay. a member. <laughs> Wasn't Iron Man a member of the Guardians also, I think, in one of the runs? No, he may have been like a guest, okay. guest one. But right now, this is I'm talking about the infancy of the second team, which this movie is based off of. So okay. those comic book fans like us were like, whoa, are we talking about that team? Or are we talking That's about what I thought the it new was. team? <laughs> it was strange. And then I think when they released some concept art, that, that was the first time I actually saw something. Oh, okay, they're going with... So I guess this is part of the Ultimates version, I believe, as well, during that run. So, not, No, this primarily was this one. And honestly, this one didn't last that long. I mean, to be honest, this run well, for Guardians say, only well, lasted two years. They canceled it in uh, 2010. Oh. Like, I think it was like they didn't know. They, they barely made it to issue 25. And that, and they, were, like, they cut them out. And then they like started bringing them in for like the – they started bringing them in as like doing like guest stars. In storylines, Thanos, I think they did like the, the Thanos and Imperative. They were part of that team. And like, yeah, the, they were more on that cosmic side. So, yeah, duh. But, you know, but it wasn't, it wasn't until this movie came out where they were given the, like just kind of car blanche and, and were, you know, just like we're re- able to be reborn. So, uh, and, and it was a movie that was loved by all. Like I yeah. told you, like I rarely, you know, my mother rarely goes out to see movies anymore. She just basically stays home and, you know, that's what she does. But uh, this is one of the movies that when she saw the trailer, she's like, hey, I want to go see this. And the first thing she said after the movie was over was like, it reminds me of Star Wars. <laughs> that was the biggest takeaway of it. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's. I guess if you want to call it a modern Star Wars-esque. It yes, is. Yeah. I mean, you've, is, got a, you've got a misfit team, a misfit cast, and they're on a ship and they're battling you know some dark brooding character that's following around and ronin so yeah definitely yeah and uh this is actually the first movie actually not the actually the second movie but first movie we get a full-on appearance just a cameo of what's to come when we see stanos in this movie that was one of the biggest things that i took away from this film also so i guess enough talking so i guess we should just play it and talk and do our thing so as always, I'm going to give you guys a countdown. I am at the point right now where it says Earth 1988, if that gives you. Let me back it up a little bit. If I can do that. Just uh, give me a second, guys. Uh, oops, I hit the wrong button. Now I'm way too far ahead. Okay. So, guys, just count it down from three, two, one, and play. right away and right away we're into that soundtrack it's funny to see this see this actor i wish i could remember his name off the top of my head i've seen him in so many different movies but just to see him do like this short little cameo yeah, he's like a—he's an older guy now. Grandpa. 
I remember him from, uh, I think one of the favorite movies I had from him was, um, he was in uh, Payback with Mel Gibson. Oh, that's right. That's loved, right. Loved him. In that's that. a very underrated movie, Payback. Yeah, it's one of my, actually, that's my top five Mel Gibson movies. He did another one. It came out a couple of years ago. I think I told you about it. It's called Bloodfather. Really, really good. It's like his version of John Wick. Right. That's what I always say. Well, that's kind of, Payback was that, in a, in a way. It was, yeah, it was very like, yeah, very John Wisk-esque, but it was before. Yeah, whenever, I guess you and I have always talked about this. Whenever I talk film noir, payback is what I think is a modern film noir. It's dark, it's gritty, it's cop drama, but like a detective feel to it. That's what I think when I think of like current, you know, film noir. Gritty too, very gritty. Like it's always dark, you know, it's always gray. There's no colors really, so. Yeah, and he, he's not the first person we'll see in here as a cameo that, that is somewhat of a big-named actor. It's a couple uh, of them, I believe. A lot, a lot of cameos and a lot of voice cameos that most people don't realize are, are sprinkled in here. You know, like I've always said, I'm always big on directors because I, I kind of follow directors' careers from their infancy. And when I heard Gunn was doing this one, I just left off off the chair. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> if anybody's going to make it a good movie, it's going to be James Gunn. And he did. Kid is screaming, man. You should stay with him. It's hysterical. His mom just died. Yeah, I will. Uh, I don't know why you leave him alone. Yeah, you shouldn't. Uh, actually, that was something uh, when I when I watched this, it kind of took me back. When my grandmother passed away when I was really young, I my reaction was this. Uh, I, I walked out of the hospital and just walked and walked and walked and not realizing that the whole time my stepfather was like 20 feet behind me. He wasn't intruding. But he was there to make sure I wasn't, you know, doing. At least it. he was there. I mean, the yeah, poor, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Peter, man, he he runs out in the field, and look what happens. You leave him alone, and mysterious ship picks him up, but he's gone. Yep, yep. Reminds me of the oh, ending. Why did my stepfather of... watch me then? Damn it! <laughs> so you could have been zapped up into a ship. You too could have been a member of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. I knew he's been holding me back this whole time. <laughs> it was his fault. <laughs> I think this was one of the first movies that you actually had what they call a cold opening. We just went right into it. Then you have this. 26 years later. I wouldn't say the first, but in the, in the Marvel universe, yeah. yes. But again, that, that makes them stand out in their style. I like this little they, touch they added they here, by the way, where, they're, um, where they named the planets. Shows you what system they're in, Morag. You're a big Parks and Recs guy, right? 
or have you seen not it? Not really, no. I'm, okay, I'm more wondering. office. I know, I know they're very similar in the styles that they do, but I've never been a, a okay. I'm just trying to watch some, but I just. I guess one of the big things that was also was the casting of him as being Star Lord because let's just let's be honest, he was the fat guy from Parks and Rec. Yeah. Yeah, I think he had to lose. I think up to they. He said that they told him he had to lose by fifty pounds, but he went and uh, dropped sixty pounds instead. But uh, uh, I read something that where uh, it was Peter uh, Peter Gunn was like, "No, I'm I, he, I was going to hire him whether he lost the weight or not," because he just he just killed the killed the tryout. Nova Prime. We got Glenn Close in here and mm-hmm. Benicio Del Toro. That alone. You, you ever going to have a day we're going to see Glenn Close in a Marvel film? Well, you got to realize up to this point, how many big name actors have we seen in all of Oh, there's a lot. I'm just saying, like, you know, would you ever think that, though? No, I wouldn't, I, w- I, wouldn't have thought, I wouldn't have thought Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> but I think after the, la- the movies we've seen up to this point, it wasn't a surprise for me. It really wasn't because of just what this these movies were doing, you know, at the time. They were they were a major change from what we didn't have any themes or anything like that going on. You know, there was nothing I can't think of anything, you know, you know, that was like a big movie thing going on. No styles that were standing out or I think we were still in the like doing the independent runs. Mm-hmm. I think. But, but you know, this made such a big impact. And I think it made more of an impact to you and me and people like us because it was our love. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we really thought of anything else after this. No, no, this no. Movie. So this got best visual effects nomination, best makeup and hairstyling. And the same, uh, the same uh, 87th uh, oh, Academy Awards. Now, this is a scene, spoilers, guys, that's going to come back into play six months from now. Yeah. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. And it's crazy how that the scene is almost exactly the same, verbatim. Come and get your love. So I'm talking about. What the hell is those things down there? What, the creatures? Yeah. I don't know. Just kind of weird sharky creatures. I don't know. I'm just wondering. Just creatures. Nothing special. Just creatures? <laughs> just creatures. It's the alien planet. I, I don't question what I see running around when it comes to an alien planet. <laughs> it's there. Okay, so we're six months in into our Infinity Saga. And so far, we've seen two Infinity Stones, I believe, right? We got the Space Stone and the Mind Stone. Oh, we've seen three. No, we've seen three because we had the Ether. That was the... We've seen the Tesseract. We've seen the Ether that, from yep. Thor. We've seen, so we've seen the three. Yeah. Okay, so this is, this is the fourth one. Yeah. This is the Power Stone, I believe. And you got Jamon Hansu in here. Mm-hmm. Jamon Hansu is everywhere. Yeah, again, just in another Marvel. He's in DC. 
Hell, he was in DC twice. <laughs> he was um, he was one of the fish people. I forgot, and then he was uh, the wizard. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was the wizard. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. Now, see, I never really read the 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 reimagining or the reintroduction of the Guardian of the Galaxy, so I don't know if maybe that if that's an internal joke from the comic books, or if I it's literally yeah. a joke for us other fans that are watching that people are like who's Star Lord? <laughs> because we yeah, it's a lot cool of people, though. I mean, I don't yeah. know if it is part of the comics, but if it's it's it works. Yeah, if not, know. it's if not, it's probably one of the best inside jokes, you know, for for this. You know, Ooh. he they were he he was he was trolling the the people watching it within the first five minutes. I mean, yep. <laughs> he's got cool toys, man. Cool little gadgety things. How does he get the toys? How does he get those ones? Even the designs of the ships are really cool too. Yeah, I, I've always, yeah, I always like the design of these ships, uh, especially you know, these in Nova Prime and Nova Core ships as well. And our first introduction to the Milano, mm-hmm. named after Melissa Milano. That's right. I think the ship gets destroyed in uh, the second movie, and he has another one, and he calls it what the Benatar. I believe so. Yeah, if I remember. Mm-hmm. Now he said he based his persona of a uh, this character on James Kirk. From the sixties, I forgot you were there. Well, of course, it's multiple colored women he's having sex with. <laughs> now, did she drop? Did he drop her off there on that planet, or is he? Or is she still in the ship? Who knows? Who cares? I'm just, I'm just asking. Like, I don't see her on the ship anymore. When he's oh, just left, so, I'm just so saying. He hit it and quit it. That's what he did. Oh, no, she's still there. Okay. Threw off at the next curb and just zipped off, yeah. I love Michael Rooker, by the way. I'm a big Michael Rooker fan. You talk about movie credits. This guy's been in everything. Yeah, I think he does a great job in this. I mean, it's... I mean, pretty much anything I've seen him do, but he he really just stretched out. But I think that's why a lot of these actors are enjoying and jumping into these. 
because we that's you know we are seeing these major you know Grammy award winners coming in or not Grammy sorry uh, Oscar nominated yeah. Kyle Calvary yeah yeah we're seeing these guys come in because it's like they can stretch their acting chops beyond your normal I mean who's gonna play this psychotic blue captain you know ever. You know, most people are either playing, you know, historical characters or, or detective or just characters you kind of see every everywhere else. You can put a little twist on it. And then these movies, you kind of just just let loose. Yeah. The Dark Aster. By the way, that is a real ship in the Marvel Universe, by the way. I'm just surprised nobody offered uh, Yondu uh, some uh, chocolate-covered pretzels. Yeah. <laughs> saying that I, I think that would have been a, just a a lovely hint to a little, little, right. little nod kevin smith would have been that would have been if kevin smith was directing that movie you knew that was going to be in there oh yeah yeah don't talk to him. you would have to have jason lee come in and at least do that oh gosh <laughs> now you talk about a cool villain that i thought he could have been used better Yes, I. That's what I. Thank you. I was. I, say, I he was like he was good, but I don't know. I just didn't feel threatened by him. No, I think see him in in the um, the Avengers Assemble car, uh, cartoon that they yeah, get around this time. Yep, much better use, big time. Okay. Yeah, because he's more of a threat. Yeah, and I think and I think what hurts this movie in a way, and it's one of the best parts of the movie, but also one of the worst parts is when he gets emasculated by Thanos. Yeah. Because then right there, you're like, oh, he's, he ain't that tough. Yeah. This yeah. guy's tougher. I mean, I get it because you have to have, I mean, they're trying to do like the Vader Emperor thing. But when you're setting up a new character. You, you don't want to do you that. You don't want to do that. Not in yeah. the first movie. No. Well, same thing. Same thing. First movie of Star Wars. Vader was never emasculated. It wasn't until Empire when he, when he had to take a knee, you know? To, to this monstrous, you know, hologram of the emperor. And that's just, you know, you just don't want to ever have, yeah, you never want to have your villain be a bitch that early. Sorry. Because, Oops. no, it's true. Because once you do that, then he loses all, you know, credibility. Yeah. He's not a threat anymore. Here's another shocking thing. When Karen Gillan was, shot, was cast in this movie, I was like, one of the Doctor Who companions? And she killed it. Yeah. And it's, you, you look at her, you're just like, I don't see her at all in that character. I mean, she, she does it so well. I know I know it's hiding a lot of her, her hair, but the face just doesn't look like her when I, you know, seen her in, in Who and, and seen her in uh, Jumanji and just, just, it just doesn't translate over well. And this was my biggest disappointment. We did not get to see like the introduction or a, the hint of Nova. Yeah, not even like a not even a hint at all. Yeah, nothing. You saw Nova Prime. You saw the planet. You saw the Nova Core. But yeah. No. You know, Nova. Yeah. I thought at least an Easter egg. Oh, Stan. What about the helmet? At least like you don't even see that. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I cannot hear Brent, Brantley Cooper or Bradley Cooper doing this. I've seen him do it, like you know, like on like oh, guest guest uh, guest starring on talk shows and so, things like that. 
but I just, when I hear the voice, I can't see him doing it. Like sometimes I can see actors when they're doing, I know they're doing a voice. I can kind of see him doing it. I just, I can't, I don't hear it. But I think he did a, a, an amazing job with that. Yeah, I can definitely see here where they got the nominations for the makeup and special effects. Um, definitely with with uh, this character here, I, I, it's amazing to see what they've done and just a universe. When you know, when you're looking at the Nova Core, and when you're looking at you know the characters that are nowhere, it just great looking makeup. It's possible that Zoe Saldana can look even better in makeup. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, there's a Captain Kirk in him. Hmm, great, yep. What's going on? Rolling a fatty? What's going on? Yeah. Ooh. Space doobie. If she actually <laughs> broke a rib on him when they were when they were, were uh, when they were filming. Because when they when they practiced, they were wearing protective armor or gear but when arm. they when they were doing well, and they were allowed to hit each other when they were practicing the fight scenes but when they went in to have to film it <laughs> no armor no padding so uh so yeah she she uh she beat up on him pretty bad ne nearly uh didn't break it but nearly broke a rib on it when filming it damn Ouch. <laughs> and these people are doing nothing, by the way. There's allowing a kidnapping to happen. <laughs> it's a walking tree. What are you, you going to stop? Them? You got to remember his family. Family's dead. His his people are dead. So there's no people aren't used to seeing a a group walking around. You know, going back to what you said, man, that that does not sound like Bradley Cooper at all. No, I just it's crazy. Yeah, I've seen him. I've seen videos of him doing doing the voice in studio. I've seen him doing it like the tel talk shows, but. I just, I still can't hear him, you know, like I, you just eventually will hear somebody. 
The same thing with with Groot. You know, it's it, to me. I thought that was the funniest casting. Is you would get a main actor, a major actor, like Vin Diesel, to come in and do three words. You know I mean, granted, he did it a thousand times and did it in different languages, but you could have gotten anybody to do that. You. <laughs> They had him do a Russian, Mandarin, Japanese. Every accent. Every, yeah. yeah, I mean, not accent, but actual dialect. Ha ha, and Nancy Riley, sorry. I, that was another exciting little cameo for me. I couldn't believe, yeah, when he showed up. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, it just to me, it just sounds seems so strange that you would bring a big cast, a big actor like that just for three words. And our first look at Nova headquarters. Simmer down over there, Cruella. Yeah. Like, what you did to puppies. <laughs> yeah, man. You needed to take it down. And this guy, too. Who's this guy? I forgot his name. He... Was he the tick? No, I'm thinking of somebody else. Oh, no, yeah. I know who you're thinking of. Now, here's some of the funniest stuff. You got to read the fine print of what's going on here. When you get to Rocket, look at the name on there for Rocket. Some of his acquaintances. And one's Lila, I believe is her name, Lila Lott, known associates. And that's actually, she's like a, a, a uh, another, I think she's like a hedgehog or something. And she was actually Groot, or not Groot, but uh, Rocket's like soulmate. But we never get introduced to her. Oh, really? Yeah. But in the comic books, that's, that's but so I mean, they're doing like, they're definitely doing their homework. That's some sweaty stuff, man. Yeah. That's deep sweat. And of course, the finger. Yeah, classic. Being uh, that was an improv. The kiln, I believe, was a real place, also in the comics. Yes, yeah, it, it was. Again, they're they're, they're not they're he, they're hitting over to all the right uh the right marks, you know. If you're like a huge sweaty like we are, and you read like the comics and see all these different places and planets, this is like you know your dream movie right here. Especially the cosmic version. Yeah, I mean, this is your this is your first introduction or in you know intro into the cosmic Marvel. And James Gunn does not let us down. That's all I'll say. Yep. And he does it great with an all star cast of characters, not a cast of actors, but I mean the actors are great as well. But I'm just saying the cast of characters that are there. I mean, it, it, he is taking it straight from the the 2008 comic book, and especially since I'm sure you know Kevin had his. His his magic or master plan to this point. So I don't think, I don't think James Gunn had much of a choice. He was just handed it and said, "Hey, this is what you're gonna you're gonna write to this, to these people." If we if we are to believe that Kevin Feige is God and had every was you know on board with all of this. I wonder how much he got paid for this. Who? Vin Diesel. Vin? I don't know. That's that's a good question. Even Cooper, because these guys, you know, they're not cheap. No, that's why I was saying it's weird to that to bring in a Vin Diesel for three lines. I mean, like I said, again, I know he's he did more than just one, you know, one line, or you know, he did it in several different languages, but just seems weird. Oh, 
No, it belongs to me, Peter. Sorry. Well, <laughs> it's reported that Vin Diesel got fifty-four million for guard. Oh no, that's volume two. No, but even then, but volume two to get fifty-four for volume two, you're still not doing any. You're doing three words. Yeah, but that's that's what it's. That's interesting. That's insane. Well, the movie did make money, so. I'm sure they included all that in the in production of the movie. I'm sure. It has to be. The production budget, I'm sorry. That's why most of the time some of these movies are expensive because, you know, the actors, they got to get paid. Unless they're working at scale or, all right, hold on or they now. get back in points. I mean, successful it's a whole thing. Okay, sorry. That year he made $54 million. Oh, okay. I was going to say, he right. for that movie? Cause... Yeah. Now he, so you got you got to think he, the two movies that came out that year were, um, actually, no, this is still, they're still talking about number two. They're not talking about number one. Is that the one from, um, uh, you know what that looks like? Who? Total Recall. Oh, the the lady. Yeah, yeah remember the, the, the fat mask. Yeah, I wonder if that's her, or if that's supposed to be an Easter egg. No, I think that no, because she wasn't that color. She was a different color. Speaking of another Easter egg, we'll see yeah. one momentarily. Now that sounds like Bradley Cooper right there. Here we go. Yep. The big purple guy. One Nathan Fillion. Yep. I think I think it's with I think there's something with him and Gunn. Don't they don't they have like some history? Yeah. That's why they like he tries to get him in on like almost all of his movies. Well, of course he has a history with Whedon, who has a history with Gunn, so you know. Yeah. It all ties together. Whedon? Is that what we're calling him now? Yeah, I was going to call him Whedon. I'm going to call everybody by their last name. <laughs> the Whedon. That's why you call me Kane. So. But I don't call you Duck King. No, you don't. That's all fair stuff. <laughs> so Iron Man was planned to be a, con- a cameo in this movie. I don't think it would have fit. I don't. You don't, think, want, you, don't, you don't want to do it too too quickly. I mean, I, the it, way, might, it might have been like a, a post credit cameo, or yeah, like that's that. fine. But but the reason that it did not happen, the main reason was scrapped because Downey hadn't signed up to be uh, to return. No, yeah, he was going through that extensive contract yeah. negotiations, which yeah, because he still wasn't sure if he was going to be back for. Yeah, the, you talk about a guy people. who who basically, you know. You talk about a risk, no risk, no reward. Mm-hmm. Robert Downey Jr. All the risk, Fabro casted him. All the rewards. Yeah, I mean, he literally could have walked away from this and changed the the aspect of of MCU. Yeah. You know, he really could have screwed up. You know, Feige's dream because what? Because if I he mean, doesn't hit, if he doesn't hit a home run, well, not only he, that, we don't we don't have this if he doesn't return. 
Oh yeah, that's that's talking about at this time he was doing contract negotiations. He could have walked away. <laughs> you know, he could have said, "I did my movies. I did my Avengers." He there, there were two. He hadn't done Age of Ultron yet. Hadn't done the you know the other Avenger movies. So you heard the rumors that he might he might be coming back. I hope that's not true. I, I, think, I, I think his I think, story's done. Well, I think what we're going to see is is flashbacks, maybe things of that nature. Like maybe a video, like he'll maybe do a hologram. He'll be the Jarvis. I just got the feeling that he's going to end up coming back. It'll be like a different multiverse version of him. I hope not. I hope they just. I I don't know. I just, I just got that feeling. I don't know why because every movie that he's done outside the MCU, I mean, let's be honest. But again, it's, it's not going to be him then at that point, which I'm fine with that. It's not him. He's dead. If you bring a multiverse version, that multiverse version is not going to be there for that long. He might be there for a few scenes or something like that or like i said he might be the jarvis we might see a hologram of him if he's jarvis that, that'll, that'll be fine you know that yeah that that i can see and, and maybe even a multiverse version if they are if they are venturing down that multi multiverse world yeah have him interact for a little bit but not have robert downey jr come back to life he, yeah no, that that I don't that, that version that version's dead if we like i said if we jump jump around to other versions okay yeah there could be one and you know I don't, you know, one of the other worlds, you know, seven six one six could be on one of the other multiverses. There was one comic that got released recently where it shows that he rules a certain Earth, like he's a tyrant. That'd be kind of a cool one to bring in. If you again, if you're going to see him, you're going to see him for a scene, so it wouldn't even matter. I'd rather he just come back as Jarvis. Yeah, well, well, as not, an AI. not as Jarvis, but as a, but like, as an AI. AI yeah. yeah, come back as an AI. Come back with hidden messages for the event, as something along those lines. So yeah, yeah like he knew about something else or something. He like will that. he will be around, but it's just not. He's not adding more to the story. He's he's navigating the story, but he's not adding meat to the story. I think if they come back like him or Evans, it'll be down the road. It'll be for like a, if Evans, they do see, really, Evans is really looking at like just completely vanishing. I think he's yeah. I haven't seen much of him except for Knives Out. I'm just saying like down the road, like if they, if they ever ever do a Secret Wars, I think that's when they'll come back. It'll be a one shot movie, and it'll be it. Like they, the Beyonder brings him back from the dead or something. Like I'm gonna bring the cat from 1940 in, and it's Chris Evans. I mean, they could do something like that, but. And we have Dave Batista in here. Yeah. This would be his sixth movie, I think. Yeah, he did a couple. He, he did a movie called like The Man with Two Iron Fists, which I thought he was pretty good in. Yeah, with The Man with the Iron Fists. And then Scorp- he did the... Scorpion King. He was in Riddick, which I loved him in Riddick. He was good in Riddick, yeah. Him in a, him in a Starbuck. But yeah, he... I, Read where he was saying though he like when he got the call for this movie he like you know, like jumped up for joy was crying because he was just so emotional about finally getting you know getting a a big movie like that and he killed it you gotta you gotta give gun credit he he didn't put him in a situation where he could fail he put him in situations where he could succeed and that's what he I mean that's what the Drax character is because the Drax character in the comic book it is not like this at no, all no no he's very all. bland very like you know motivated by killing people they actually gave him a little bit of personality.
Sanctuary. I love this. I killed the dude. Here we go. See? I guess it's more of a personal thing. I know you you have sometimes your personal preferences on things, but I wish the sanctuary was a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, kind of like empty, like it, doesn't it? It's like, just, like, just this husk of a husk of an asteroid that he's just like hovering around instead of an actual sanctuary like it was in the comic book. I wonder if it's it like, like a, a, like a, a plan that he blew up and he's just sitting there. Probably. I love that smile. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, I'm, he's going to take – Take residency in his last latest conquest, and that's probably what it was. But like to me, I I know they weren't doing the same story and everything, so we didn't need that the death thing. But um, yeah, I just think a little bit more of a building would be good. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Great scene, but emasculated Ronan. What scene are you on right now? Who? You. Who else? Me? Yes. Who else would I be talking to? Oh, I'm, I'm not doing anything. I'm right here. What scene are you on right now? Oh, I'm on the um, Gamora's talking to Peter Quill and uh, where's, where, where's uh Where's Groot? Groot is uh, he's throwing some stuff off the. Uh, okay, we're good. Yeah, right. we're at the same spot. Okay. Well, he's going. He's going to get the thing that uh, Rocket was just talking about. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Wasn't too happy with uh with with teenage group. Yeah. And of course, everybody loved baby group, but you know. well, baby group was good. Yeah, for like that. But teenage group was like teenage yeah. was like too much of a douche. I understand teenagers are douches, but we, we could have gone with I that. Hey, you. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so you had a budget on this, $170 million, And they made worldwide seventy seven hundred and. Seventy-two million. Mm, good profit. Good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, domestically, they they doubled. So I mean, that, you're you're good there. They made thirty three hundred thirty-three million. And this was the number one movie of that year, by the way. Mm. 
Yeah, uh, beat out uh, Mockingjay, Part One, Captain America: Winter Soldier, the Lego Movie, Transformers: Age of Extinction, Maleficent, X Men: Days of Future Past, Dawn of Planet of the Apes. Wow, a lot of good movies too. Yeah, Big Hero Six. Uh, one I believe should not be ranked at number ten. That should be like I don't know eighty. Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man number two. Ooh, ooh, ooh. yeah. So, oh, so yeah. I, I mean, a lot of a lot of good movies. But again, when you look at them, not the best in their own right. I mean, like you look at Captain America: Winter Soldier, not really the best one of of his of his you know of that range. Transformers was already kind of on the, the really. I, mean, I don't know, to, man. Winter Soldier to me is the best cat movie. I love it, that. movie. It is because of the Bucky and the in the in the that sort of espionage thing. But when you look at comic book wise, it's really not. No, uh, this is more comic booky. Days of Future Past wasn't you know. But again, when you look at what's in the top ten, what one, two, three, four, five, six. Six of the top ten comic book movies in this year, and I'm and I'm counting Transformers as a as a comic book movie. So I mean, to me, that's that that, that was a that was a good year for. That was a very good year for us comic book fans. You know, when you look at the top ten, and that was still in the infancy when people were like, "Oh, there's what are these comic book movies you're talking about?" Well, just check your top ten best selling and. Because you're talking, what, six years ago, 2014 is when this came out? Or as somebody calls them, what do they call, what, what does he call them? Amusement park movies? Yeah, whatever. Popcorn. Yeah, whatever. Popcorn I mean, they're, they're great popcorn. If you're not a fan, like if you're not a comic book fan, but you still can go to the movies and watch these, these are great popcorn movies. Yeah, they are. I'll, I'll rank these. If, it's, if I can take my comic book fandom out of my head, this is just like watching a rock movie. Yeah. You know, it's, they're good popcorn movies to so just kick back and... Have fun. There's humor. There's action. There's a talking tree. I mean, what more do you want? I like how group just throws him out. <laughs> He's like nothing. You know, we got time for this. So I find this funny. It took nearly five hours to put on Dave Bautista's uh, makeup and uh, like 18 prosthetic tattoo pieces I put on. Dave with already has tattoos. Yeah, <laughs> Why would you? I'm going to cover your tattoos and I'm going to put eight more tattoos. tattoos. <laughs> yeah, it's strange. They could have, like, I mean, I know some money. I mean, I understand the tattoos on him here are like bulkier. Like there's, there's like texture to them. I get that. But it's like, why, why don't you just keep the tattoos? But it was a crass, crass, or crass Pratt. Chris Pratt was revealing that Dave had to, Dave stood up for the entire time with hands. Uh, he was his hands uh, holding onto a rail that had tennis balls on them with no complaints whatsoever. Uh, I guess eventually they narrowed down the uh, down the average to, of three hours. Well, ninety minutes were required to remove the makeup. That's a long time. Yeah, that's and again, it's you usually end up when you have to go in for these special effects especially when you want to do practical like that yeah it's a it's a long one (laughs) 
<laughs> just, I just love the, the banter. I'm a big fan of banter between characters, man. If you get it right, it makes the movie flow. It sucks. I just love Racket and hit it, Rocket. God damn it, I can't talk to him. Racket? Racket. That's his brother, Racket. Press Crit and, and Racket now, man. I just, yeah. I just love the the fact that uh, you know, he always he's got his uh, jokes about, you know, hey, I need that guy's leg or that guy's eye. Or... He always they, keep that, they keep that joke going, too. Yeah. Especially when they mess with the, uh, the Winter Soldier. <laughs> and Bucky, I need his arm. Why? No, you don't need his arm. Just go with it. They have a ride at Universal Studio. Is it Universal or is it Epcot? It's a Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Is that here in Florida or is it Hollywood? I'm not sure. I think it's over in Hollywood. I don't think that's okay. Guardians here that I'm aware of. Because uh, I wonder if the ride was something like that. But it was the old Tower of Terror, so I don't know. It was the same stuff. The Alyssa Milano. So, yeah, we were talking about Bradley Cooper's pay. Uh, I couldn't find anything for Vin, but according to Bradley Cooper, uh, he was uh, on Howard Stern, and, uh, you know, that was, he was uh, said that his pay was – he was paid more for voicing Rocket in the movies than starring in the in Silver Linings, Playbook, and The Hangover 2009 combined. Wow. So, I mean, that gives you a, gives you a bit of an idea what kind of money they were throwing around for – for again a voice but again he had more lines so i mean like i said i can't find any i can find everything about the uh, volume four or volume two i mean for guardians for um for vin diesel but i can't find anything about the pay he got for the first one He's got to get his walkman back, man. <laughs> oh, the guy that took his walkman? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, Spencer uh, Wildling. Wildling? He actually, he, he was our Darth Vader in Rogue One. Really? Yeah, oh. he, he's been. He was. He he played, He was Kilowog and Green Lantern. Uh, he was the creature in Doctor Who. Do a shot, everybody. All right, hold on. He's uh he's he's a he's. And by a, the way, the captain did it today, not me. Yeah, unfortunately, I did. 
but he's been in a quite a quite a bit. Yeah, he's definitely been in a uh, quite a bit of movies. Harry Potter movies, Golden Compass, Aragon, Golden Comp- the Golden Compass, oh boy, Legend of Hercules. I mean, just. You know, I started watching that show again. It's so cheesy, but it's so good. <laughs> the different, but this one's the movie, not the not the television show. Oh, uh, which movie was? Oh, was it the the one with the the Rock? Yeah, the, this was the legend. Wasn't there another one that year that came out? There was the one with the Rock, and there was another one. No, no, that's this one that we're talking about. This one's a, a, a like a three D action fantasy. That's not the one with the Rock. No, but there was another one, another live action one. There was two that year. There was the that's one the Rock I'm, did, that, and then the one I'm just talking about that he was in. <laughs> There were two, The Rock, and then this one that he was in. What was the one he was in? Who, who, who the Legend of, in? He, he, the Legend uh, the Let's see, starring Gillian Glutz. I don't know. Okay, yeah, okay. That's the one I'm talking about. He was yeah. some big roided out dude who's Hercules. I mean, yeah, but now it's that movie crazy. sucked. <laughs> I'm sorry. So that may have been why you he looked familiar because he's yeah. been quite a bit. So that's when you were. I remember faces. I'm a face guy. Remember that, ladies? When he says he's not, he doesn't remember who you are. He's a face guy. <laughs> <laughs> not a name guy, but face guy. Face guy. Face guy. So do you know who played Thanos in this version? Like the physical, they had to have some oh, physical. Um, no, they had no, to have put no. somebody in there. Uh, I don't know the physical version. Sean Gunn. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. They didn't. They, I guess they didn't have Groban just yet. You know, they had him for voice, but they didn't have him to to stand in. I mean, why why would you bother bring him in just to put little blue dots on him? <laughs> See, this is what this would have been a good scene if they had the Nova helmet in here. Yeah, that's where you throw it in because this is like almost like a makeshift, you know, Odin's chamber. If you look at it, smaller scale but similar. I believe that weapon was created just for this movie or for the, for him. I don't uh, think it's anything in the comics. I yes, don't. It is, actually, is it? It, it, it is okay. not. No, it is not something in the comics, but it is a representation of what he is. Okay. Uh, Yondu is an archer. So they have, instead of him having an actual bow and arrow with him, he has this mystical arrow. So it is a kind of a reference to what he is in the books. Is that a dark elf in that chamber? Uh, could be. I mean, you got to realize there's a lot of, a lot of schmutz and different things in there. I mean, he, after all, is the collector. 
And by the way, he's a more threatening character than they made him in, in the movies. So, yeah, he was a bit of a. He's kind of aloof in these films. That's you know, that's fine. You talk about a big Easter egg, literally. This is where I went. Okay, they wouldn't. Once I heard Celestials, I was like, oh. Well, it is. I mean, it is part of the universe. I mean, yeah. they're, they're going to bring just said, they brought the them mere, in. Like, literally, this is a big, big Easter egg. Yeah. A Celestial head. How big were they? Good Lord. That big? I mean, you, you, you know, they, they're going to show them off, you know, the next movie. So might as well have a hint of what's to come. I can't wait for that. We're going to have to wait a while, though. What does it come out in uh, February? What? Uh, the Eternals. February 20th. Uh, I don't know. With everything's going on, there's a, yeah, lot, of, there's there's a just... lot of, like, literally just in the last two days, a, a whole bunch of movies got a big pushback. Like, the, I think the whole. Everything scheduled out got a, a major pushback. Yeah, I think even uh, Wonder Woman got pushed back to next year now. No, October. Uh, so what I read? Saying, no, I read, I read a brand, October. Brand, brand new, brand new uh, thing came out. A lot of movies are getting pushed back. Yeah, I heard October though. You sure about that? Next year? No. Yeah, I heard they were pushing it to twenty twenty one. I hope not, man. We got to get something. I mean, good lord, twenty twenty one is shaping up to be huge. <laughs> Including the movies that you know got delayed this year, and then you have some of the movies that are going back into production. Very Star Wars esque, by the way. Reminds me of the chess game. See, I like scenes like this. It just shows camaraderie, just like you know, it shows them getting the team together slowly but surely. And the way he did it, too. Like, it's a callback. I mean, we're going to see it later on, but it's cool when you get those, like, little callbacks, especially in the scenes like this, like what, she, what she's talking about, and you get to see what happened. You got to have those. Now, the skyline you're going to have right here in that background, I believe, if I got it correct, let me check my notes. Footloose, baby. 
the big influence for Chris Pratt in his movie as far as Stormwood goes, I mean, we said James Kirk, but there was a couple other ones that were influenced. One of them was Han Solo and Marty McFly. And I guess you could tell, especially Marty McFly when you have the headphones like that and the Walkman, the jacket. That's not his influence. That was I know, but it's that, one of them. That, it says right here. Do. Yeah, I did. I, that one's It says that he cites Han Solo and Marty McFly's influences as his performance as Star Wars. I, if anything, I'd say uh, his his influence for Marty was more the the pop culture love, you know. But you know, the, the headphones were part of the set. <laughs> Same thing with the jacket. Like I said, Kurt definitely Han Solo definitely being you know captains of ships. Those were like instant influences. Sorcery. Damn. That's when a drunk fight gets out of control. <laughs> like a rocket doesn't deny anything. He's like, <laughs> That's acting right there, man. Yeah, just suck it up, man. You got one of the, um, what are they called? From the first Avengers movie? Hey, there, there's uh, Cosmo, right? Yep. The Collector. <laughs> this is where we see Adam Warlock's egg or his uh, cocoon. Mm, or I, yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's no I think this is um, that's the second one okay 
Because I remember I saw something online about this scene right here. Like somebody was naming everything that was in those little cells. I don't know how you could, because most of them you couldn't even see. Unless, you know, you, you know, freeze frame, pause, and like zoomed in. Like, yeah, this is what's right here. This is a part of the Nova Collective. That's what they did. (laughs) I'm sure that's what they did. But we need those nerds, man. Oh, (coughs) that was actually unscripted. He dropped the orb? Yeah. He was trying to be fancy and he dropped it, but they kept it in. Kind of like when he did the middle finger, that was all improv as well. Well, yeah, that was improv, but that was not improv. That was him actually dropping it and catching it. <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't trying to do that on purpose. This is what I love too, the lore. Yeah, because now we're getting a backstory to the all the other ones that we mm-hmm. have seen. We really didn't get a full backstory on all of them. Again, the reason why you and I chose this one, it, you know, really, it introduces everything. Yeah. And there's a celestial right there. Who are these guys? They don't mention them at all. Yeah, he just mentioned them. Well, who were they though? I whatever he just said. Sorry, my volume's a little too low. Okay, I'm sorry. Whatever. Yeah, whatever he just I'm said. I'm trying to figure out who they were out because were they? You got to realize what we're seeing now isn't what the Infinity War was in the books. No. So it's made up. You know, it's not. You're probably not going to find anybody. I think. I think that thing right below, right behind them right now, that was somebody said that was Adam Warlock, but we don't see, we see Adam Warlock in the, like in the volume two where you, with that, uh, civilization that, the uh, gold people. Yeah. The gold solid people. gold people. That's what I call them. Yeah. The disco folks. And, uh, <laughs> see <laughs> solid gold people. Yeah. Solid gold. <laughs> but yeah, somebody, somebody said that though, that, that little green thing in their background was, was him. I, I remember seeing that post and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. But again, Ooh. another waste, you know, you, yep. you introduce Adam Warlock and, you know, ignore Nova. Just like a waste of little things there. Completely ignored Nova, yeah. And that's the Power Stone. <laughs> In a funny kind of way, this movie kind of sets up the next six months of the movies we're going to do. Like, literally. Like, that's why we chose to do this one. Yes. <laughs> well, we did it in order. I'm just saying. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. I'm trying to give people an idea. That's all. <laughs> I love Rocket. Mm-hmm. 
Hello. I love Rooker, man. Rooker to me can do no wrong. I like these little Orby ships. They're kind of cool. Yeah, but he's not supposed to beat Drax just like that. But then again, he is what? He's, he's hammered? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, okay. they're, suddenly they're gambling and Drax isn't right, yeah. on his A game. All right. I just thought about that right now. I was like, okay, he's... Because I, I kind of like the way they made Drax in the animated series of the Guardians of the Galaxy. He was more threatening. He was more Drax the Destroyer, not Drax the Comedian. But, you know. Again, you want to talk about Star Wars, very reminiscent. Let's start with this scene right here. Do we see we see Ronan again, right, in Captain Marvel, or, or is that another guy? Um, yeah, no, yeah, Ronan come. Well, it's not comes back. It's it's a prequel, so yeah, yeah. so yeah, we do see him then. And by the way, folks, that was a movie that was not even on any of our lists. Is Captain Marvel? Don't think it's a bad movie. Just. Didn't add anything. Did yeah, just I don't know something about that, and it made it over a billion dollars, which is kind of crazy. But of course it did. It was sandwiched in between. That's why it made it in between the the Avengers, you know. <laughs> so everybody's like, "Oh, we've got to see something to hint to what's going to happen." And and it and it did. You had to wait like no. two hours to get there, but yeah, not really. But it didn't do anything. Yeah, all it did was introduce that character. You know, and I don't know. It could have been introduced. Well, according to Feige, she's going to be the future of the MCU. Again, Feige isn't always hit it out of the park. I've even seen articles where he's changed his mind about that. So, oh yes, <laughs> that, that was uh, yeah, that was that one was out was the article that came out right when the movie came out. There's been other other things said so since then. Just don't want to waste an actress like Brie Larson. So, I mean, you don't sign her up to Marvel, and you know. And again, I thought she wasn't horrible as Captain Marvel. Just, it's just one of those movies that, to me, is like you know, and I think I've told you this many times. I've only seen that movie once. I've seen it a couple of times because I wanted to give it a shot. I it was like, if they're trying to tell something, they're trying to do something. I'm gonna. I went in with a bad attitude to begin with. So I was like, okay, I, I'm one to, to say I'm wrong. Let me, let me retry this again. Let me 
go in again with open eyes. And usually when you watch the movie the second or third time, you'll tell me about it, like, hey, you know, Kane, what you know, yeah. there was a moment. Well, Solo, after- Solo was like the perfect one. I walked out. Yeah, that was the like, one, yeah. Angry and after a couple of watches, I was like, okay, they, okay, I see what they're trying to do here. And I, I'm now I'm a defender of it. But I, li- I like Solo. Again, I do. Marvel, I don't hate it. Captain Marvel, I've done a few watches and I just can't get it i just say there's just too much on it to to for it's it just she felt like a forced character that we we've now spent a decade and now you're gonna drop this character the last minute and say this person says you know that reminds me of if you want to compare it to like you know superhero terms it's like basically if you're doing dc movies right and all of a sudden you know you have everybody out there you have batman you have wonder woman the lanterns and then all of a sudden like you know before you fight dark side you know what i'm gonna throw superman in here yeah, just last minute. Just, just last minute. Like, oh? I mean, we know who he is, but we don't know who Captain Marvel is. You got knocked up out. <laughs> Uh-oh, is he going to come back as a joker now? So actually, the makers of this movie called NASA and verified that this is legit. What he's what he's getting ready to do to take off his mask for a few seconds before Yondu shows up and gets him that he would he would not die. Mm-hmm. And they actually like they called NASA to verify if that's can, can this happen? Are we going to do something that's like so far out or? And they're like, no, he can get away with it. It's creepy how your your face turns all frozen, your eyes got all red. Cool little moment. See, I, I always took the fact, I always like the idea of... Uh, of a total recall, the Arnold Schwarzenegger one. That's what happens when you go out into space and in an atmosphere is that, that your, your lips get you know, bulgy in your eyes. And then you go, I That's what I always think. You know what? That, that's another movie. Nobody, you know, everybody gives crap to that Total Recall remake. It is not a bad movie, but it should never have been called Total Recall. Right. Yeah. It's and just, it's one of those things we've discussed many times. Like, if it was called something else, it would have been a great movie. But you put the name Total Recall, and it's like, wait a minute, you know, expectations. And but I kind of dig it. Kind of like a couple nights ago when I saw Dread. 
you know, everybody had the bad taste in their mouth from the uh, Sly Stallone version, and I get it because it was awful. But, you know, the Carl Urban Dread was like, you know, you talk about a spot-on adaptation. That's it. Yeah, it was, yeah. And it basically took place, you know, in a building. That's it. No Bay action scenes, you know, no end-of-the-world stuff. It's just in a building. You know, I, I didn't know who, who played Mama was Lena Headley. Game of Thrones, Lena Headley. Oh, yeah. Sarah Connor Chronicles, Lena Headley. I didn't know. It was her. He was drunk, man. That's what happens to Winchester Saturday nights, man. I try to take on an army. And it's really just a bar stool. You just can't get around. You pretty much. That's you think it's more than <laughs> You want to start with me? Fine, I'll start with you. Yeah, Don't you get bastard. Get over here. I like how Rocket keeps it real, man. It's the kind of friend you need in your life, too. Everybody has friends like that. They just keep it real. If you don't like them, they keep it real. That's right. We all we all have an angry raccoon in our in our lives. What are you trying to say, sir? I wasn't referring to you. <laughs> we, oh, all have, oh, we all have oh, wait, a short, wait, just, I, we all have a short oh, wait, wait. angry raccoon wait, in wait, our wait. lives. <laughs> That almost flew over my head. I just got that now. Well done, sir. Well done. You get a gold star tonight. He he, he loves you. He means well. He does. That, you know, oh track. my god. That that is that is him. That is him in a nutshell. I don't know. I think Thanos would have still beaten him even with the power stone. Oh yeah, I think he was he was that powerful at the time, you know, yeah. at the time. All this is going down while Thanos is on, you know, the Titantron. Right. 
She ain't stupid. She's like, you got to kill him first, though. <laughs> she ain't dumb. Now, in here, we do have a couple of voice cameos. We have two. Uh, one definitely a big one. The other one, uh, one of them is the Ravager pilot. Uh, it's the voice of uh, Tyler Bates. He's a composer on this movie. And then the other one is another musician, movie director. He plays a Ravager navigator. You know who it might be? Um, give me a hint. I just did. He's a musician and a movie director. Ooh, uh, oh, musician and director. Carpenter? No. Musician and, di and director. Yeah. Not so many people hold those hats. Yeah. Very. He, Carpenter's he, the only one I can definitely think hits, of. He hits his music and his movies hit, hit the same genre. Oh. You have to give me a movie. Uh, if I do, that's just it. That's just it. I mean, you're going to get it on the movies. Maybe I won't. Oh, I'm pretty sure you will. <laughs> All right, I gave up. What? Who is it? Oh, that's Rob Zombie. No, is he? Yeah. Oh, that's Rob. He plays the navigator, the voice of the navigator. We don't see the navigator, but we he, he plays the voice. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. If I couldn't, I couldn't say anything more than yeah, you're right. The, the movies and his music are all the same genre, horror, pretty much horror genre, you know. And pretty much any movie I would have named for you, you would have got it right there. I like him as a director. Oh yeah, no, I I think he does a great job as a director. I think when he does movies other than Halloween, he's fine. I, I was a the, fan of the, Halloween. <laughs> so the, the the first Halloween he did was good. Yeah. That's the the only, second one, the only one that counts. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> second one, all I'll say is WTF, and a pony, and a unicorn, and hallucinations of like, what am I watching? That's all I'm gonna say. Yep, like I said, he only did one Halloween to me. <laughs> that was the first one. Thank you. Is that one of those movies that that should not be mentioned? What second one? Yeah. No, I wouldn't. It's not. I don't. I don't hold it as uh, in that regard. I just ignore it. I just, you know, whatever. It's not like you know, Batman or Robin. So, hey, 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 hey. I just that movie does not exist. But yet, if anybody is interested in listening to us do a little watch along to that, it is in our archives. Uh, I don't. I wasn't here that day. No, you were not. But your no, voice sure as hell was. <laughs> there was some guy. In, yeah, there was. There was some angry, angry person sitting on that other side of that microphone. Oh yeah, I, I, uh, I actually, I listened to it. The guy was very angry. Yeah. He didn't have a Snickers that day, so. No, no, it was just total rage and pure frustration. This guy who had, you know. <laughs> Easy there. You can be okay. Sorry. Choked in an ice cube. See, to me, like, I'll, I'm going to say it again. 
it's if this camaraderie doesn't work, this movie doesn't work. Right. Well, I mean, it, it, you kind of can say that about any movie. If the yeah, if interactions true. to all the cast doesn't play out and have that chemistry, the movie's not going to work. And you know, that's. <laughs> I'll give you an example of a, of a big, uh, a big cast in a movie that I saw recently that I I'm going to take back my opinion of it for the first time I saw because I've actually seen it three times since then. Is the Irishman. I think their chemistry sucks. It was yeah, it was very stale. It sucks. Very like stale. it's like the like the first couple parts are cool, but then it like to me it's very bland and, and it gets boring. I, I, a, I think I think with that movie it's because we're seeing a rehash and it's it's like hearing the same song like over and over again. Thing, yeah. yeah. It's like, just okay, like, I've heard it heard it and like like to listen to it a couple of times, but now no, it's not Goodfellas. That's no. all I'm gonna say. It is not Goodfellas. It's Goodfellas like watching. It's like watching your favorite band when they're in their 60s. They're playing the music. It's the same music you've heard before, just not the same though. There's something missing because they don't sound the same. They don't sound the same. But they're playing note for note the same song. Just not it. Just not doing it for me anymore. Need that energy, man. These guys have energy. Knives Out, those guys had energy between them. Oh, oh yeah, Chris, Knives Out, yeah. Knives Chris out. Evans was yeah. awesome in that movie, by the way. And so was, uh, what was it, the, um, I was going to say Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> 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 I got your disease tonight. Daniel Craig. I thought he was great in that movie, too. Yeah. I I've, I really try to push uh, some people to watch that movie. There's it's, it, 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 People just won't do it because of the director they just they won't take the chance and i'm like it's a good oh movie boy. just Give let it a let, shot. let that go just let that go and one of the people's our, our favorite angry raccoon and he just won't <laughs> are we gonna it. call him that from now on no but it's, i know, like the calling him out i've I, you know a name for right now and hey and i know i've had many discussions though, with the angry raccoon about that movie so oh yeah no no we've we've all had we've all had a, a an hour or two wasted of him ranting and raving um but again i that's like i was like well you gotta just let it let that movie go everybody has stinkers we all had our, our bad moments we've had bad episodes we're we've had great episodes we doesn't mean that we're going to constantly make bad things. So give, you know, give Ryan a chance and, you know, but I, um, hopefully he'll, he'll come around it. He eventually does. He won't come around to that movie. He will not ever, no, ever, ever come around to last Jedi ever, but he may come around to watching knives out. Uh, he, he sometimes does get a little kink in his armor and, and you're able to, you know, slide something if, in there and if go, the oh. day ever comes where he says hey you know what i reconsider i'd be shocked he has reconsidered about star wars and the expanded not, universe but but not this movie oh well, that's why no no he that one I'm, again that one i'm never gonna he's never that's gonna, gonna be a hard one but to crack. we have been working years on getting him to appreciate the expanded universe of star wars and it wasn't until we told him you need to watch mandalorian and he finally sat down and he's like oh my god that's awesome. I go, uh, that's the expanded universe. Imagine that, but bigger with, with more. <laughs> that's, that's what you want to go to. <laughs> so that, you know, there he's, he's gotten a little, you know, broken down his armor a little bit and he's accepted one thing. So slowly he's gotten to others. What do they call it? Baby steps, baby, baby steps. steps. Yes. Hey, back to knives out real quick. Um, 
I don't know if you had this impression of Daniel Craig when you were watching the movie, but I, for some reason, maybe you know where I'm going to go with this. Nope. When I saw his performance in that movie as the inspector, I, I was like, you know what? If they ever decided to do a Pink Panther movie, I could see him as Clouseau. Mm, no, he's not. It's, as... a different, it's a different Clouseau. But when but... you're going to do Clouseau, you need, you need a Clouseau that's not all there. And I, I think, think he could I, pull that off. And it's weird played. southern like it's a different Clouseau. It's not Peter Sellers. Well, Nobody's gonna be Peter Sellers. Exactly. But, so why why even you know but I'm saying like a different version. Like if you want like a different hybrid version, like it could be like Clouseau's like great grandson or something like that. Throwing a little bit of humor, well, especially with that southern great. accent. They've already done it's... the son of the Pink Panther. Oh man, with, with Ted Wass. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Ooh, oh boy. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Not pretty, but they've done oh, it. I don't know. I can definitely see him doing a detective. Mo- I would love to see more movies of with that detective. I don't need him to see you doing doing a Pink Panther one again. You get if you're going to do Clouseau, he's got a certain style and and clumsiness to him. He's a, Steve Martin. He's Mister. Uh, yes, yeah, he did. Yeah, I didn't see that version. Did you see it? It was it was good. I mean, it was Steve Martin's version, but it wasn't. It you know, it's not Peter. Nobody can do Peter, like you just said. He he adapted it to himself, but he still had that nutty professor kind of vibe to it, you know. He's smart, but not 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 the Eddie Murphy nutty professor, the the real nutty professor. Um, you know, he was smart, but he just certain things he just didn't get and, and tripped over again. He's Mister Bean, just can talk. I'll tell you what, I'm not a big fan of Bean. Ooh. I know there are people Hold who on. love. Got to hang up on you right now. Sorry, uh, I'm not. We're gonna no, end the show early. I do apologize. No, yeah, I'm just. <laughs> I am not. A, I'm just. I just don't like. There are some things I just don't get. I don't. I don't. I don't see him funny. To me, he's more annoying. You know, he doesn't tell you like he's a little weird and mouthing. I don't know. Now, who is this guy? Have we have we decided who this guy is yet? Oh, oh, oh we're talking again. Yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, who's, I, I don't know if there's a name specifically for John C. Riley's character. Now, these helmets, they're not the Nova helmet per se, but you can see where it's going to go to the Nova helmet. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's almost like a pre-Nova helmet. Because the Nova helmet is going to be you know more badass. So you can see like the makings in there. Good shot. Good luck. Look at that. He is a Roman die. Um, it's part of Novacore. So yeah, he is part of Novacore in the comic books. Uh, creator uh, and writer of was uh, was a uh, Marv Wolfman. Uh, yeah. So that's that's about it. Oh, uh, really? Roman Marvel? die. Yeah. Huh? That's I don't have much on him i'm gonna give this movie credit for a couple things i mean amongst the obvious but i like when you have space battles that are in in the daylight too many times we see space light a space fight it's at nighttime it's always dark but this one is in the during the day yeah so nice the backstory change. on him is uh, Dai is a former or is the former Nova Prime from Xandar who recruit who recruited Richard Ryder. Uh, he kills Zor 
before dying himself. So he is the first Nova Prime. So I guess in a way we got to take our words back. We did have Nova Prime. Yeah, okay. we did have a, we did have a Nova in here. Wasn't the Nova we want that we expected. So I guess they did do a nod to him. So let me um, ask you something. Do you think we get Nova or no? What's your gut feeling on that? If they continue going with the youth movement that they're doing, yes. Okay. If they continue going with, you know, Marvel, you know, the Marvel that's the current Marvel. Um, if they're going with, if they try to bring in Ironheart, yes, I can see that being the, they, we would see a Nova at that point because they, they, they want a youth. If they want to continue growing, these actors and these characters are getting old, period. It just happens. So they have to go into the next genre or next age. And Nova does fall under that younger group. Mm. I mean, if anybody's ever seen the, what is it? The, the Spider-Man one where you, the, he teams up with Nova and uh, a few other characters. I like that one. That, yeah, one, that, that one's fun. I love that. I love that. That was a cool one. I like that one. Even the Nova Corps ships are kind of cool. <laughs> I gotta say, as much as this movie like takes from Star Wars, I think Star Wars Rogue One took from this as far as like the battle during the day. Those things Star Wars never did. <laughs> Excuse me. Wait, I take that back. Empire Strikes Back had a, had a day battle too, so. But that was more on the ground. Now, this is a good scene right here. That's power right there. You see Mona just sitting on this throne holding that hammer. Again, the design for these ships, just amazing. What's going on? She is typing really fast. What is her deal? I don't know if I've seen this in the comic or not. I, maybe it's been in there. But I don't think it was the Nova ships that actually did. I think it was the Novas themselves that formed a similar wall to this during some kind of space battle. I'm not sure, but where it encompasses an entire ship, like, no, you're not getting through. Again, look at that. Amazing. Special effects budget in this film must have been outrageous. This is a cool little moment. 
I believe these are little fireflies that come from. We have them around here in in Florida, especially now in the summertime. They come on often, not often, but every now and then you'll see them. Now there's a, a comic book nod here during the Firefly scene. I was I was just talking about like I think we have fireflies in Florida sometimes, but not often. I think North, is North that, Florida. We'll get North into, Florida. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But no, the uh, the Firefly scene uh, when uh, when Rocket makes a comment, he's like, "Oh, when did you learn to do that?" It's sort of an inside joke because in the comic books, he never could do that. It was something that was designed for movies but yeah for the movie okay. so it's one of those like sort of inside like jokes gotcha these guys look like borg this this is when I I've yeah I I like okay, Yondu's my he's my guy. I'm, I, I was like I, I was on the border with him because I wasn't sure where he was coming from. You know we'll we'll eventually you know find that out in later movies, but this one this is this is the moment I was like okay. He murders all these guys, Jesus, uh-huh. like a badass too. <laughs> that delay very looney tunes the delay on the uh, ship dropping i was saying before when the uh the nova Corps ships like formed a shield i think they did this in a panel a comic book but they were not in ships it was just the nova Corps themselves flying in space i bo- um, i haven't i don't know i can't i'm sure you're right but i haven't haven't seen it I'll tell you, we talk about a character growth. We talk about Gamora, but Nebula, mm-hmm. her growth, like as far as the films go forward, it's just like incredible. Like you yeah. see that growth. You want to talk about a moment to have like multiple cameos during these ships, you know, when they're with the core. Yeah. I think that would that would have been a perfect time to just like, you know, just geek out and have all sorts of different people in there. Oh, yeah, you could have, like from space movies. Oh, yeah, just random people in there, comic book people. Like, that that could have been a cool... I mean, I know we saw Stan earlier, but Stan in one of those ships would have been cool. Yeah. Or uh, Marvel, when you could have had in there. You know, Nathan, I know he showed up as a CG character, but he could have been in there. Yeah, yeah, you just could have just had a whole bunch of... You could... Oh, the list could go on. You could have had um hell Josh Whedon could have been in there. Um, yeah, because all you have to do is just put 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 a put a leather jacket on him, sit him in that's the, it. sit him in a, in this cockpit that you have that you build, and you can have so many people going in and out of that cockpit. <laughs> I think of the scene um when they're checking in in Star Wars, you're like you know a red one ready, you know yeah. blue leader ready. That, yeah, that's kind of yeah the idea. Yeah, because because uh, they were kind of doing that as they were building. Yeah. And then I think of the Family Guy version, which I think was much better. 
what was it? Red Fox, ready. Simply Red, ready. Uh, 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 the H- October Red, uh, the Hunt for Red October Red. <laughs> and then they had Simply Red, the band. Simply Red, ready. And they played it. <laughs> if you guys have never seen Blue Harvest, do yourself a favor, watch it. Well, watch all three. All, all three of them are just like. Just oh, gold. yeah. But, but the first one to me is like. Yeah. That is another one that's on the on a wish list for us uh, because our, our our friend Steve would, wants to uh, said he wanted to join us on that one. Do, if anybody, that could, that could be a quick one too. We could yeah, it, do yeah, an hour, I think I think it's a total an hour and a half of all three of them or something like that, or maybe that two hours. Yeah. Do, yeah, but it's one of those one of those ones we gotta get with him somewhere and sit down and do it. Yeah, trust me. There's a lot of movies that people have been asking me that we should do and all i'm gonna say is um they're in the rolodex and we will take them under consideration because we already have the whole year planned out already we have been getting some more time to do a little bit more movies. a little bit more yeah like, like i mean technically this one was scheduled for next week so we still can throw something in next week if we want we could we could sneak in another one because we've been doing pretty good i think about two months now i think we've been doing one a week yeah so I mean, we can uh, we can definitely uh, start doing some. Uh... We always sneak in one. <laughs> that's, that's great. I love, that's great. I love the look on his face. <laughs> look what I did. See, he didn't have enough to do in this movie. No, he just really didn't. A lot of lot of monologuing. Yeah, there's a lot of like gesturing. Yeah, and, like, like now you see his power, but like to me, he's not really imposing because you have Thanos out there. And he and he loses during a, a dance off. I mean, yeah, come what? on, man. Like what? Ouch. Oh, he's dead. No, there we go. Can't rain all the time. I just felt he wasn't in the movie enough. I don't know why. No, because he wasn't. He, he really wasn't. Like you saw him, what, what like bare, like the middle of the movie, I think, he, he shows up? Yeah. Well, a little bit before when he was getting prepped and primed, you know, and then then you see him a little bit. Like know. literally, you could have made Nebula the, the, the villain in this movie. Well, again, you had you had some really good sub-villains. You had her. Um, you had the, the guy we saw at the very beginning that just got killed by Groot. Um, and then you have him, you know. And then, of course, you, then you have the super baddie within Thanos. So it's, yeah. it, it's... I mean, I understand you wanted to learn about Thanos, and, and and like present him as as the baddie, but I think more post credit scenes. Yeah, yeah. Putting him in like the middle of the movie is like, okay, so wait a minute. This guy's supposed to be the threat, but this guy's a bigger threat. Yeah, and this guy. Why should like, I? You know, I'm, like not, I'm not afraid bit. of this guy. Like, screw yeah. this guy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mo, yeah. He should have been more post credit scene. I mean, even even the if anything, if Thanos should have been in there at some point, it's when he put him up on the uh, on the emperor's. You know. Yes. Yeah. Just think, and and that, you know. Well, just talk shit to him 
and then at the end we see Thanos's reaction of you know well I you know like all's coming to fruition and anyways you know and just go yeah back. exactly that that scene in the, in the Titantron where he's just talking like crap he's just smiling and then he vanishes off and then yeah. post credit scene he's like I knew this would happen it's okay everything and like you just said everything is coming together yeah. and then and the story you still show Thanos being a, a, the big baddie this the main one throughout the overall arc but still gave Ronan a little bit more balls i mean yeah in wrestling terms you're not putting ronan over no there is no putting ronan over here no it's you, like an older you, wrestler you, you holding just, on for dear life you just you just had a uh you just Bury- had a, a better a better heel t- talk him down and then yeah you know what you, you know what you did in this movie you buried him oh. you buried ronan before it began And especially the way he goes out. I mean, it's like again when you brought him back for Captain Marvel. I'm like, okay, so what's the big deal? He's gonna come back, and where does he show up? What like at the end? <laughs> and that's it. Like, okay, so you brought him back for a, a cameo. What was the point? Well, I think it was to show that he was around during that time. You know, before all of this and to kind of show where he, you know, what, he, what his place was. Cause you had him and you had, uh, again, I can't remember the general guy, the guy's name, uh, the black actor that was the Jamon Huntu. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You know, you, you had both of them in uh, Captain Marvel. If I remember correctly. You know what? Now that I'm thinking about Captain Marvel, who was the, um, who was Captain Marvel's, um, well, Brie Larson's like, uh, who was the, the guy that was with her? It was Jude Law, right? Jude yeah. Law. Okay, yeah. 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 I'll tell you what. Now that I'm thinking back about Captain Marvel, I actually like Jude Law's character. I didn't. That was a waste of time. He was. I thought I, I kind of dig him. Yes, it was by the by the numbers, but you know, I thought he was okay. Hated Coulson and Fury in that movie. Ugh. What well, because he was supposed he should have been Marvel. But he wasn't. They flipped it. That's why I don't. I I didn't like him. Yeah, you know what? What he he Mm. pretended to be was a good character. What was he? Mog. Yeah, it's some weird. Yeah, I. eh. That's where. That's where I lost it at. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay, okay. Aw, this boy. Damn. Well, Nova Prime, no more. That's just a little piece of it. Yeah. They talk about they talk about Man of Steel. Look at this, bastards. Yeah, don't get me started on that one. Oh boy. <laughs> well, when the when the Avengers lifted up a whole city and you know put threw it down and no nobody complained about that. Nobody. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. New York City getting destroyed to bits. Okay, 
Nobody said a word people about got, that. People got to get upset about a mythical town getting destroyed and saying how, how bad it is. And like, oh, okay. That, that's what you got to bitch about then. I always find that odd. What's well, it's funny that like another one I it's kind of something similar. People are like losing their shit over like right now DC going to to from getting away from Diamond Distributor to another one. The companies that DC's going to, Marvel has their books coming out of them too, but nobody's saying a word about that. The books that come from like the the UC, USC and something else that's due to other distributors that DC's being moved to, though they they uh, distribute Marvel's old runs, their old prints. But nobody's nobody's put, pitching a fit about that. <laughs> I was like, wait, it's, it's strange. It's a, it's like a strange dichotomy between Marvel and DC. Well, right now, well, Mar- Marvel's so big right now that everybody thinks they can do no wrong, especially with the mouse in their pocket or them in the mouse's pocket. Yeah, it's true. But you know, the, Wonder Woman has money too. I mean, not not as much as the mouse, they, but they ain't got they ain't got mouse. They ain't got mouse money, <laughs> but they got dough. It's just they have stupid people running shit. Yeah. That's the problem. I mean, in the past, like right now, they're doing pretty good. But well, they got the right people in the sub areas, like in the in like the little. <laughs> but the big areas, they don't. Yeah, this is where it gets stupid. <laughs> this is funny though. What did you do here? Why don't you just kill him right there? You have the power stone. Cool little moment. Freaky though. Oh. Now we know why Peter's still alive, but the rest of them is it because they're touching him? I think and then it's okay. Remember the story the the collector told of, of the the group that was able to control it. Yeah. So I think that's you know, with him in the center and them like all like filtering the rest of it off. Okay. okay. I'm just trying to figure out how it makes sense. It's that it, 
doesn't have to. I mean, it doesn't make sense at all. It's science it's, fiction. That's it's, yeah, it's, so it's, there's fiction to it, not not scientific. That's cool. I did like that when he did that. But again, wasted. Just freaking wasted. I love the Ravengers. <laughs> Did they ever say who who he's gonna sell it to? Yeah, we find out at the end. I forgot. That's why. Oh, no, we don't. I'm sorry. I take that back. We don't because of what happens here. Slide of hand that just happened. <laughs> I like how they and he was a jackass. <laughs> if we ever do Guardians 2, I have issues with that movie too, especially the whole ego thing. Yeah, I've got a few on that one too. Oh man, I think I think me and you might be in agreement in that movie. I like it, but there's just like certain things that just like why why would you go that route and not the other route? Exactly. That's like they had they had ideas in place that were kind of cool. But like execution was like, mm. yeah. There's certain times that like it's like okay, you guys are on the going down the right road, and then they took a right one. They should have taken a left. I'm like, why'd you do that? It's it, you had the directions. You were already laid out and doing a great job, but then you went and did something stupid. Yeah. Well, again, we haven't made a movie yet, but I'm sure yeah, it's no, yeah. You know. Oh, look at that. That's me and my dog. Pretty much at three o'clock in the morning every day. <laughs> if anybody's ever seen any of the behind the scenes, you can actually see that that was uh, uh, Sean, oh, Sean Gunn. Yeah. He was in the, in the suit while <laughs> getting petted by Drax. Thank you. 
but they couldn't get him a shirt. Yeah, what happened? Everybody else got to change clothes, but Drax still just rocking the pants. Dude, oh, <laughs> if, you, but, if you're like, dude, if you're like that, dude, you, I'm going shirtless too. Get to him a muscle maybe, shirt maybe, or something. Maybe a wife beater at least. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That paint job on there reminds me of something. What's that? I'm trying to remember because when I first saw this, uh, the person I was watching it with, I leaned over and I said what it reminded me of. And it's that, just that coloring reminds me of something else. <laughs> I like John C. Wiley in this movie. He's, he's good. He's always been a good actor. You guys see his dramatic stuff. He's really good in that, too. I mean, he's, been, he's been around a while doing a lot of movies. People forget, like, he was on Days of Thunder with uh, Tom Cruise. Yeah. He was one of the crew members. Like, when I, I, like, I rewatched that movie, like, six months ago. And I'm like, fucking John. Holy crap. What's he hey, doing? He will always be the magic man to me. Oh, yeah. I don't know. He's more shake and bake. That's, I'm, 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 I'm old school there. Sorry. Shake and bake. You smell something crispy coming your way. <laughs> I do that's shake and, and bake. I mean, no, I know we're still on this movie, but like the decision for the second movie to, to, for his father to be who he was. I mean, I, I actor was good, character was not. You right? Am I right or no? Yeah. Okay. Yes and no. If he was, he should have been. They should have made him a celestial. They could have made him. I don't know. This that was that, that was that was a decision I question. Well, he was a originally a a Sp- Spart- Spartio, or I can't remember the pronunciation on that. Sparta, Spartian, Spartio. No, is what is was the name of the species that he was part of. He was half human and then half of this. They should have made it that. Yeah. Well, why were they so afraid of that? Like. Jason, that would have been fine. Like the way they did it in the anime series, they had Will Riker voicing him. Yeah. It's cool. I don't know. Ain't no mountain high enough. Honestly, I think it's because of. Yeah, because they were part of the Shi'ar. They were the ancestry of the Shi'ar. So I don't, maybe they didn't want to go that direction. That's the only thing I could think of because of the Spartio, yeah, they're, they're from the planets Spartax. Hurt yourself there on the originality. Spartax. God bless you. All right, these suits look like they're from Tron Legacy. That's what I was thinking of. 
They're all wearing like Novacore outfits. Nice. So I guess this is the Benatar that he's riding in now, right? Because the Milano got destroyed, or is that still? Yeah, the Milano? I don't know. It, they said they rebuilt it, so but I don't know if he renamed it. Uh, so I'm not exactly, all right, not sure on that one. Well, that was Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I've seen this movie a couple times, and again, fun, fun. A lot of Marvel Easter eggs. If you're a big sweaty like the Captain and I are, the music is fantastic. Very bright movie too. Kind of reminds me of a movie that I saw recently. It's called Blood Machines, and it, Blood Machines is a little bit more darker, but it has that soundtrack that accompanies the movies. You know, like we always say, like the movie and the sound have to be in harmony to be as one. And this is one of those movies that that does that very well. I'm not, I'm not talking score. I'm talking just like pure soundtrack. Yeah, it is one of the soundtracks. There, there's a handful of soundtracks from my youth that I could literally just plug in, play the music, and my mind goes straight to the scenes. Um, like, and you can literally follow. I think probably one of the best ones ever for that uh, was the soundtrack to Interview with a Vampire. For oh. me, I can sit there and put that on, and I can watch the movie in my head, replay in my head, because the music for me in that movie, they, they are so connected those scenes and exactly everything that happens it just because there's a couple of scenes where, where like somebody gets dropped and the music just does a swooshing sound with it so i know exactly the moment of what what's happening there for me it would be like a, a movie that came out around that same time as the crow the crow that is soundtrack and movie in harmony like you know every scene you can hear like a little bit of they had helmet and on soundtrack i believe STP. Oh, you had yeah, you the had Cure. Three, you had a Henry lot. Rollins, you had tons of like oh, the '90s bands in there. Yeah, that was like the point. Like the '90s and soundtracks with movies. That that was they they were at their zenith. Like since then, not so much. It's more score and like you know everything is on download. Yeah, I have not seen. I think that this would be the last movie I could say. You know what? Soundtrack movie hand in hand. Great again. It, it, it you know, it was nominated in for the Grammys, but it just didn't get it. it if if it had an original piece, that probably would have made it a big change for it. But it was all, all you know, all the songs. So, but yeah, so and it's fitting that this is basically where the ha- we're actually at the, we're at the halfway point now. We are literally six months in. So after this, we're gonna start gearing up as we continue the Infinity Sagas next month. We're doing Avengers 2, Age of Ultron. And I would be very fascinated to hear your opinions in that movie because I'm kind of split in that movie. There's some things, again, I like, and some things that are like <coughs> Hawkeye. Excuse me. I had a cough in my throat. I'm, I'm good with the whole movie, honestly. It's one of my favorite ones because of... Really? Yeah, I mean, just the cast alone. You're seeing them now. Not, you're now already. You've already been introduced to everybody. Now you're seeing them as a team. 
that I think that whole after mission party. It, oh, the party's great. It, it, yes. well, it just, it just shows you the interaction, the camaraderie. Now uh, they're just, they're kind of, they're banter back and forth. I think the scene with the, with the Thor's hammer is just, you know, perfect. What about the beginning scene? The beginning scene to open the movie where they're just like fighting in the forest yeah. or whatever. Yeah, and- I mean, you're seeing you're seeing them work as a team. Hey, make sure we do this move, this maneuver, this. You know, it's it's. I to me, I think it's a great movie overall. Um, the whole Hawkeye thing I could have done without though. That's what, to me where I was like, eh. the when they got to the when they got to the farm. I, I, but he, you needed something for him. He has nothing. He he would have just been this vacant character. Now you have a reason. To root they, for him, they, they were trying to make up for the first movie. To me, that's what I—that's my opinion, though. Just me, that's me. But I, again, I just—I they didn't have anything for him to do. They didn't write something for him to do. Giving him a family made him the human that all of these great characters are fighting for. You know, he—you he, talk about you look now. At your, I'll tell you what. I'm going to rebut myself. He did have good scenes, though. Yeah, but I mean, you when you look at your when you look at the you know the the Justice League, you know, you look at. You know, Batman always makes that comment. He's made that comment several times to Green Lantern. If you look at the animated movies, we're fighting with gods. We are the normal people. We have to, and, and that, that's what I see in in Hawkeye. So that's why when I see that oh, he's normal, he's got kids, he's a he's a family man, and but he still goes out and does what he can to help. And you what know, I think it one of the things that you, you wouldn't have had the most heart. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I know, I know what you're going to okay. say. You know what? I think I have to take that back. <laughs> I'm just telling you. You know what? I'm, when you I'm, look I was at, wrong. I was wrong. This is the a, captain brought up that scene. You know what? I'm wrong. I'm wrong. This I'm, is a I'm long a game. Right now. Yeah, this, this is this is a long long game when it comes to these movies. So when you see him do something three movies before, you'll see the payoff later. And I think the payoff was you know in Avengers, you know the the snap. Oh yeah. Actually, the the beginning of the last movie. That's the one. I'm that oof. That snap. Yeah. It's brutal. Oh, man. And of course, my favorite scene in this movie, the very end, when you see Cosmo, you see the Collector, and you are introduced finally to this universe's Howard the Duck. God, I want to see him so bad. Voice by Seth Green. Exactly. Yep. Another another mini cameo that most people don't realize. I don't know. That's gold right there, waiting to happen. Netflix, not a Netflix, but a Disney Plus series, eight episodes. Howard and Duck killed that one. Come on, it was, be, it was supposed to be Howard and a group of other ones, and they were going to be the offenders instead of oh, the Avengers. God. Are they still doing that or no? No, that got that got canceled. Like, oh come on, man! Year. That's yeah. that's that was, that, that that's was tragic. That was that's tragic. Make make it a make it an adult oriented, you know, genre. Very adult swimmy. You yeah. know, you could do that. I mean, that just. Yeah, no, we're not. Unfortunately, I mean, we may get it down the road. You got to realize that the the bitter taste of Howard the Duck the movie is still very much. What are you talking about? I love that movie. Okay. <laughs> By the way, you can find that Howard the Duck movie. We actually did it in Midnight Movies. Check it out on our uh, the channel. First Midnight one, Movies. I think. In fact, I think that was uh, one of the first ones. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think I think there's just still a very very bad taste in a lot of people's mouths about that movie and. I it should get done. I think it should get done small screen. Um, and we'll we just ah, do it a plus series. Man. Well, it was gonna do. No, they were they were that was gonna be part there of. There he is. Yep. Oh, sorry, you were a little behind on that one. Sorry. But um, 
But yeah, they were gonna. That was the part of the talk for Hulu, because Disney's still got a, a deal working with Hulu since uh, everything left Netflix, and a lot of the shows, uh, your um, your your Hellstorm one was going to be on there. The Ghost Rider was going to be heading over to Netflix. Um, but the wrong after- version of Hellstorm too. Yeah, well, it's but again, I think that's the one that all, I think all those all got canceled out. I think all the Hulu stuff got kind of put on the back burner. Something happened there, but there's still this connection with Hulu and Disney. So, yeah, that that Damien Hellstrom should have been a cool one. But when I heard the synopsis of it, it was not going to be the one that actually I read because Damien Hellstrom was basically the son of Satan. All right. And I thought I was like, oh, they're going there. But yeah. then they talked about some kind of military mercenary shit. Like what? Yeah, yeah, they yeah, they. That's when you they, they wouldn't they wouldn't they wouldn't go that route. <laughs> yeah, well, too many devils going on, especially yeah. with Lucifer right now. But um, so yeah, that was Guardians of the Galaxy, and uh, last look, it was uh, well, actually, this is my fifth look at it. Um, very enjoyable, still. Like, I, I, one of those movies that you, I, if I watch it a couple times, I never get tired of watching it. What do you say, Captain? Oh no, it's yeah, that that is a rewatchable one all the time. And it's one that I think if the other Marvel movies were were not digestible by the regular fan base, the regular movie-going audience, this is one of those ones that was. Mm-hmm. Because it was so friendly characters, so funny. It, it, I think this is the one of the ones that really kind of grabbed people. Again, it grabbed your mother to go ahead and decide to yeah. watch yep. Marvel movies. She wouldn't have never probably wanted to see any of them. I bet because of Guardians, it made her wanted to see other things. I w- she watched Avengers with me. So, she watched yeah, Infinity War yeah. and Endgame, yeah, because because she wanted to see like what was the, how was the ending going to happen? Right. So again, if she didn't, if Guardians wasn't there, but she may not have been interested in even seeing. And I don't think it's it ends with her. I think it, it that that takes place with a lot of other people. That you know, it, it was something that was different. It wasn't your typical superhero. It wasn't, you know, Iron Man or Thor or Captain America. It was Well, that's one of the things that Feige did when he took when he you know is is what he is. He just he took movies like this that people were like, oh, it's a comic book movie. It's gonna be stupid. It's gonna be silly. It's gonna be big. And you put heart, you put humor, you put spectacle in it, you make it make sense and take it seriously. And then you throw in some genres in there. You're gonna hit a home run every single time, and so I far, won't. I wouldn't give Feige the, the the credit on that. That's the writers. Well, the writers, that, yes. All Feige, all Feige did. But he, but he's lit. in charge. Of, but he is in charge of the writers, by the way. I understand. But he's, I, in, he's I, in that writers room. It's he's the same the argument I give you about Kathleen Kennedy. I don't give him That's, complete credit because he 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 say he leads the ship, but what happens inside of that cabin, those individual ones, that's all about the team writing. And doing that, but so I, I think don't he's him, I, don't that, I think he's in that boardroom. By the way, he's not in there all the time, but I think he's going no. in there like, hey, yeah. you know what? You might want to move this here, move that there, because he's he's steering the ship for the exactly. bigger purpose, not the smaller. The smaller one is the movies and the writing of the heart. Mm-hmm. That is not him. He is saying, hey, I need this to happen in the movie, and I need this to happen. How you get there is all up to you. But he hired those guys. But again, it fine. But it's about the producing, the producing of the 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 product, the writing of it. It's I don't again. I don't think it's it's all him. I he like I said, he's leading the ship. He's putting the markers. Going, I need you to be here. I need you to be here. I need you to be here during this time. But what happens between the trip between A and B? That's not him. 
That's the writers. No, that that's true. That, that, that's what I'm saying. What the heart that was in this was not Kevin Feige. This was the writers. I don't want to give. I feel like people get certain throw credit at certain areas where they shouldn't be because it's about the writer who's doing that. Well, you know. So and again, yeah, well, James Gunn, yeah, he's a great director, and then of course, you know, anybody else that helped him write the story. So, that really, you know, that that's that's the big part. So I can't I can't wait to see his Suicide Squad next year. That's yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. I cannot yeah, wait. just to see oh. what he did in this ensemble cast of characters i would with uh and i'm again i'm you and i are both marks for dc oh boy so you know whatever they do there and again i wasn't completely just disheartened by the suicide squad the original one it wasn't bad it just had like a couple wonky things just a couple weird things but again it's it it was we're learning about a group of characters that we know nothing about you know All, all i'm gonna say is two words polka dot man Polka dot, man. Yeah, we shall. We shall see. All right, Captain. All right, guys. Uh, we are done here. Make sure you guys do check us out on streamerslinks.com forward slash heroes underscore asylum. You'll find all of our links there to Midnight Movies for this show, as well as our weekly podcasts, Heroes Asylum, and all of our social media stuff. Twitter at the Heroes Asylum podcast and Instagram at the Heroes Asylum and the Facebook page, which is our main area of contact. You know, actually, the Facebook page is not even ours anymore, to be honest. It's basically the inmates are running the asylum, as the captain would say. Um, They're posting some stuff on there that I have never thought I would ever see in my life. Thank you, guys. We're getting so close. So close. As I told you before, the captain is going to throw a big party. Everybody shots to Winchester. You're going to be there. I'm going to be there so close let's get there and one more thing to say to you guys 